This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan again at this time. Come on, Dan, let's go. And uh, we got to get up, got to get a getting. And uh, we're happy to have you folks listening. We ended our last service along a sad note, how that many of our babies are put to death by the abortion clinics and those things. And uh, the Old Trailblazer, I often wish I had more vocabulary, more I don't, I don't want to be a highfalutin and high-rolling theological professor. I don't have those qualities. But I don't want to speak over your head. I want to speak right down here where you and I live because that's where, that's where it's happening, folks. That's where things are happening, right down here where you and I live, in your home. You have a wayward girl who's, who's been out in the, in the world and come home uh, pregnant with an unwanted baby. Don't, don't, don't allow her to have an abortion, my friend. You, you take charge of that life. She's your, she's your precious child, your flesh and blood. And I know that it's hard, and I know those things. It, it must be a burden. I've never experienced those things, and I praise the Lord for it. But, my friend, I've experienced it as a pastor of this church. I have to give advice to many of our families and our children. And uh, along that line, and folks call me about uh, divorcing and, and doing all of those things. And, my friend, I need a lot of wisdom. I ask you to pray for me. I do. Old Solomon was the wisest man in the world. And, he, and my friend, he asked the Lord for wisdom. And I do that day by day. As I bring you these studies on our home, thinking about how that the man is the head of the home, according to God's word, and the woman is the queen of the home, to live in, to be in subjection to her husband, as the, as the husband is in subjection to Christ, and to come up raising our families together, the man and the woman, it takes, it takes uh, cooperation. Oh, my friend, I've seen it both ways. I've seen where the man had the whole responsibility of raising two or three daughters, woman to run off and, uh, in, into harlotry and fornication and left those precious jewels for him to raise. And I've seen it the other way. And I have no confidence in a deadbeat dad. They ought to be hung up by their toenails, my friend. Any man that will conceive and bring children into the world and then won't support them, I think they ought to be hung. Ought to be hung at daylight in the town square. I do. But no, no, we have the uh, little ACLU, and we have these little nimby-pamby, uh, soft pedal, whatever. Well, but listen, one day there won't be an ACLU. No, one day there'll be a great white throne judgment set. And those individuals who have distorted God's word and denied God's word and uh, lived like hell all their life. You know, the Bible says, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. And I tell you, abortion is sin. Fornication is sin. Running around on your wife is sin. Running around on your husband is sin. Allowing your children to not be trained is sin. Oh, my friend, listen, listen. Our orphanages today are filled, filled with those things, filled with those wayward children. I read a story in the paper not long ago where they had a bad automobile wreck on the side of the road, and they were bleeding and suffering and crying and, and uh, young people. And uh, by the side of their uh, bleeding car, there was several whiskey bottles and beer bottles. And when the father came uh, to the wreck, he came to rush into the wreck in a spirit of great excitement and stood there looking at the sight, broken, blood, broken bodies. And he said, I'll prosecute the man 
who sold my daughter that whiskey. But returning home that night from the funeral home, he went to his closet to get a drink. And there in the closet, he found a note written by his daughter. Here were her words. Dear Dad, I didn't think you would mind for us young people having some of your liquor tonight for our party so that we could have a good time. You hear that, my friend? He was a man. The father never had recognized his beautiful daughter was a gift of the Lord. That father thought only of his own appetite and cared nothing for the responsibility of the life of his, the soul of his child. Man, how do you stand today? Do you treat your child as coming from the Lord? Hannah did. We read that verse in our last study. Hannah did, and when that child came, Hannah, the mother, prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies. Because I rejoice in thy salvation, there is none holy as the Lord, and there is none beside thee. Neither is there any rock like our God. Oh, she went on to say, I have loaned him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be loaned or lent to the Lord. Isn't that a marvelous thing? Have you ever dedicated your children, my friend? We have a a practice here at the First Baptist Church of Algiers where our young people bring their babies. Commit that baby. Hannah Hannah gave that her son Samuel to the Lord, and she said that never, never a razor would come on his head. They never cut his hair. That was just one of the things that they did back in those days. But listen, isn't it wonderful to let the Lord lead us and watch the Lord as he leads our children day by day? Oh, it's the only way to find a happy home. Now, let's notice one other illustration found over there in the chapter of Luke. Here's a little home up in the hill country in the city of Judah. There lived a man and his wife named Zechariah and Elizabeth. They were not blessed with children, but they prayed earnestly, and God gave them a son. They took it as coming from the Lord, and when he was born, they gave him back to the Lord. Have you ever in your heart, man, dedicated your children to the Lord? Oh, my heart aches beyond words when I see a child mistreated, abused, or neglected. How in the world can a father take his money and spend it on uh, liquor and shooting pool and gambling and come back home and see his children suffer for the want? I don't know. Oh, listen, my friend. Listen. Father, mother, I asked you, give your child a chance. They don't have a chance unless you give it to them. Let's notice one other great fact. That is that children have to share in our blessings or our curse. Father, if you could realize this one fact, that your child will either be blessed or cursed by every act of yours, it would make you sit up and think. Thousands upon thousands of fathers and mothers this morning have never felt the responsibility of their children. You just take them for granted. They're much. They're just so much of a problem. You've never realized that you will carry them either to heaven or to hell. Now, my friend, I've seen those things. I have dads and mothers who tell me of their wayward children. Some of them are raising the grandchildren of illegitimate relationships out there where their daughter is uh, maybe hooked on drugs and and uh, fornicating and, and carousing around, living in sin. And uh, I often tell you, and I've often told my audience here, when the Lord gave me 
this this gracious responsibility to preach the gospel. His word said to preach the gospel, be instant in season and out of season, to reprove and rebuke with all longsuffering. And I've had folks ask me, what does that mean, to reprove and rebuke? I said it calls sin, sin. Our, our pastors and our ministers of this day, silk handkerchief preachers, I call them, they're afraid to identify with sin. They're afraid to call sin, sin. They're afraid to call out members of their congregation who are shacking up, bringing illegitimate children into this world. Oh, but the old trailblazer, I just have no better sense than to call folks' name and call their number first. My friend, the greatest thing that could ever happen to you if you're living in sin is for someone to call your attention to it. The fact that your soul is in jeopardy, the soul that sinneth, it shall die, my friend, and it shall go to hell. Oh, but listen, listen, don't get mad with the old trailblazer. I'm trying to be as kind to you as I can be this morning. Me and old Dan just riding out, musing along here about some of the things that happens in our world. I know what kind of world we're living in. Oh, we've gone to pot. We've sown the wind and we're reaping the whirlwind, my friend. Our homes are on the toboggan slide to hell. Not one home in a dozen to where you see the family. Sit down at night and read the scriptures and pray and uh, keep the children at home off the streets to all hours of the night and, and teach them what's out there to be afraid of. Oh, my friend, I'm afraid for you. I'm afraid for you, my friend. I see the things on the news. I see the things in the paper of how our families are, are, are being locked up now for juveniles are being locked away. And then they go in there in those juvenile homes, the girls' homes, the boys' home, and they learn things that they never knew before. Many of them are raped and ruined in those places, and their, their lives are torn apart. Little old innocent girls maybe got into a little trouble and thrown in there with those desperados, same way with the boys. And, oh, my friend, my friend, they come out telling some tales. Would to God I'd never been locked up, they say. Would to God I'd have mind, I'd have obeyed my mother and dad. Would to God that I'd never got hooked on this stuff, they call it. Oh, but my friend, what, what a day we're living in. That's, that's why I don't believe it's long before the Lord will come. Are you saved? Mother and dad, are you saved? Are you bringing your children up the way the Lord would want you to bring them up? I asked you to write me and call me and let me hear from you. And, and I'll be sit down and pray for you. And uh, we have much, much literature material here on how to bring your children up. We'd be glad to send that to you. And if you would, these, these messages are on CDs. Five messages on one CD. I'll offer them for $1 per CD plus post. Get a set of them and let give them to your grown children. And ask them, say, look, the old trailblazer telling telling our folks how to go about raising their family a little bit. He's been down that road before, and uh, he loves our folks. He loves our children, and some folks call him old crazy fool, but he's bringing you God's word. He tells you about your children and what's going to happen if you don't raise them, if you don't uh, teach them and bring them up in the admonition of the Lord. And uh, it takes grace, my friend. I want to I want to make sure that you understand that it takes grace. It takes a lot of grace for a man to call his children in and say, Children, your old dad's been a terrible person in front of you, but I want to make amends for it. I want to I want to tell you how much I love you, and I don't want you to get out there and get in trouble. Fast cars and loose women and fast and whiskey and 
All of those things, they lead to perdition. They lead to hell, my friend. They do. And if, if we could just call back, call back that song that said that whiskey and blood run together, but I didn't hear anybody pray. Oh, my friend, the old trailblazer feels so insufficient to say anything to you. I wish I had a more, more of a vocabulary that I could describe how eternity is going to be separated from God. It don't have to be hell, but it will be. We bring these studies this week to a close. Get back, start again Monday, bring you another study. And uh, we're going to stay on it. We're going to stay with you day in and day out. And uh, I'd like to hear from you. And uh, we will. We're going to get back in a study or two. We're going to look at the altar in the home. But remember, my mailing address, the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you.